welcome, 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 welcome to CC Chat Chat. This is my favorite, favorite, favorite time of the day. You know, I'm applauding you, okay? Not my co-host. <laughs> she's, she's not in the mood to applaud. So thank you for joining us today. Welcome back. I'm Cardelia. And I'm <laughs> I'm Claudia, and okay, we're obviously in a moment of giggles right exactly. now. Exactly, <laughs> I know, oh my um, gosh. It doesn't take much to get us to laugh. Uh, so welcome to CNC Chat Chat, and here we come together each week where we talk about life issues from a biblical perspective. There are no masks, no pretense, no script, mm -hmm. and we just like keeping it real, um, and that's what we give you each week. Uh, so we are... In part two of mm -hmm. a series mm -hmm. on victory over identity theft. And as we mentioned in the last episode, we have, this is very, topic is very real to us. Oh, yeah. Because, and it, oh, yeah. you know what, throughout scripture, identity has been stolen. In our lives, ident our identity has mm -hmm. oh, been yeah, stolen. Big time. And it's very real to me right now, just from a worldly perspective, because the other day I got an alert from my bank. Mm. And somebody tried to open a credit card in my name. Wow. And it's stealing my identity. Right. And I had wow. to, I'm, I'm dealing with this right now. I had to go to the, call the bank. I had to call the security company. I had to do all kinds of stuff. I'm still, I had to call the police department and all this kind mm. of stuff because someone is trying to steal my identity. Thankfully, I've got security measures in place yeah. that I was notified that this was happening. So taking that on a, that scale, and magnifying it, people have tried to steal our identities throughout our lives. Yes. And yes. there could be a lot of reasons for that. Um, you know, people sometimes don't like you. Mm -hmm. They're jealous of you. Mm -hmm. They've got their own pride, mm -hmm. and they want what you have, and they don't want you to have it. Um, and so they start neat, 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 throwing darts mm -hmm. at you, neat, mm -hmm. neat, knitting words at you, bringing you down. Mm and seeding those lies into you that you start to believe. And actually, there is a quote. It's one of my favorite quotes from our First Lady, Eleanor Roosevelt. Mm. And she said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Wow. So how often do we give permission to people you just give it away. to yeah. just let whatever they're doing or saying about us, to us, whatever, to take hold? We are giving our consent and giving our power away. And that's the important part of God's word. When you are grounded in God's word, I know the difference between people I meet that are grounded and the ones I meet that are not grounded. Because the ones, the ones that are grounded, they don't give the permission away for you to put me down right. or to be offended. They don't walk around offended or sad or hurt or angry or they don't get angry. Like, for example, someone that's not in God's word, you blow, they fall down. <laughs> it's just that simple. They have nothing to hold them up. So when you're grounded, you have your, your mind and your spirit grounded in God's word, it's a good way to stay uh, afloat mm -hmm. in the world. And it's also a good way to not let this world get to you. Now, I, I'm going to say this. When we are grounded in God's word and we're walking with the Lord, we're walking in the spirit and we become seated with Jesus in heavenly places. As you will read in Ephesians, you can read that in Ephesians whenever you have time. That's in Ephesians, the first chapter. But I want to say something to you about identity because we're going to go a little bit deeper right now. In first Kings three, uh, first Kings, third chapter, the sixth verse, Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant. 
He's praying to the Lord, my father, David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, I'm not going to go to the next verse, but if you continue to read that, you will find how Solomon was praying to the Lord and how he respects and loves the Lord because he saw his father King David loved the Lord and he was uh, he was able to identify with the Lord through his father. Now, because of that, Solomon offers 1000 burnt offerings to the Lord, which had never been done before. The Lord comes to Solomon in the dream and says, what do you want? What do you want? Which is the Lord was just so pleased by that. And Solomon says, I want wisdom because I can't I don't know what to do when it comes to being on the throne. So when he asked for that, the Lord was so pleased. Not only did he give him wisdom, he gave him wealth and everything else, too. Here's my point. Here's my point. Uh, It is very important, number one, for our kids in our households to see us identify with the Lord, because because we identify with the Lord, they will, too. And they will be even more so blessed. You understand? But the other thing is, what if you are in a household that does not identify with the Lord? You see how important it is to do that in your household so you can start that pattern now. But if you grew up in a household that was not identifying with the Lord, this is why you choose like what uh, Claudia was just saying. You choose. Who do I want to identify with today? And if I identify with this person today, what does that mean for my family, my kids Mm -hmm. and their kids and generations to come and all those around me? Because the Lord is always concerned about a nation of people. Mm -hmm. So you have so much more influence than you think, because look at how Solomon was influential. And to that point. Oh, yeah. um, It takes humility to ask for wisdom. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. He's king. Absolutely. And in Proverbs 11.2, when pride comes, then Mm. comes disgrace. Yes. But with humility comes wisdom. That's so good. That's deep. So in the last episode, I mentioned that, you know, people are prideful. And you may have something that somebody wants, and they will start tearing Mm. you down to make themselves, to build themselves Absolutely. up. And in their pride, it, it, that's sinful to have oh, pride. Yeah, it's absolutely. A, you know, it's, um, it's a Proverbs sixteen eighteen. pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before yes. a fall. Yes. So pride is not a good thing, okay? Mm-hmm. It would only lead to destruction. Mm-hmm. But people who have a poor self image. Mm-hmm. They don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. They want what others have mm-hmm. are built up in pride and try to take other people mm-hmm. down to to make life better for themselves when in reality they're causing nothing but strife and destruction and they will eventually bear the fruit of that kind of Ooh. malice toward other people. You just said something deep. So pride is like running really really fast and hitting a brick wall. I mean, it just, it gets you nowhere. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life are the three things that people struggle with in life, uh, in this world. Uh, And the other thing you said about people that will tear you down and want what you have, we call that the spirit of Absalom. 
because Absalom was one of King David's sons that wanted what King David had, and he was not going to stop. He literally was wanting to kill King David. He was not going to stop until finally something supernatural happened where he's riding on his mule. You talked about the maliciousness and things that happened to you. Mm -hmm. He's riding on his mule, and suddenly the forest reached out and grabbed him up by his hair. He's dangling with his hair, and then David's team uh, on his uh, his soldiers come and kill Absalom, and that was the only thing that's going to stop him, but technically the forest got him. So when you have pride, when you have jealousy, you meet a very similar fate. It leads you to nowhere. What was the exact thing that you just said when you have that? Destruction. 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 Okay, destruction, and we see it all the time. Absolutely. And we live in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. We just do. Mm -hmm. And many people... I'm going to say even some believers don't mm-hmm. recognize mm-hmm. that these are the fruits of the enemy, mm. pride. Mm. And the, right. Lord is, the word is very clear right. about this. Right. And when you have people in your life and you're so in a weakened state emotionally right. with self-image, with not knowing who you are because you're not you know, digging deeper to mm-hmm. have the Lord show you who he created you to be. Mm-hmm and allowed people to pummel you throughout your life with lies and deceit and then um, get to the place where you believe what people are saying about you makes, like I said, lifts them up, brings you down. It is so critical to recognize that you were created for greatness. Mm Mm-hmm. And letting someone in their evil ways, their destruction, their meaning to bring others down, to build themselves up, is harming the very reason you were brought into this world. Oh, my gosh. That is so powerful. And in Scripture, in Isaiah 13, yeah. 11, yeah. it says, this is the Lord. I will punish the world for its evil, the wicked for their sins. I will put an end to the arrogance of the haughty Mm -hmm. and will humble the pride of their ruthlessness. Oh, that's deep. So, all right, let's say you don't believe in God. It's going to come out to get you anyway because God is watching everything. And that's why repentance is so important. But... Are we going to allow haughty people, people so caught up in themselves, to tear out down your identity, to not allow you to recognize who you are? No, this is where you need to dig deep and battle and stir yourself up and believe what God says about you. Because the world is waiting for you. You have gifts in you. You have deposits in you that are meant to bless others, but also to give you the avenue to walk down the doors to go through to come into the fullness of your destiny and stop letting other people tell who you are let god tell you who you are oh that's so powerful you know (laughs) i feel like you're getting a little you're really getting feisty you know i a lot of times when we're talking you know we're ministering to ourselves (laughs) and i was thinking about the spirit of absolute (laughs) now that i've opened up that can of worms that is a really nuisance that spirit is such a nuisance But, you know, one of the things I'm so blessed by with the spirit. So if you have the spirit of Absalom after you because and you've identified with the Lord and you are a believer and you are righteous and you're holy because we're we're righteous and holy by the blood of Jesus. We don't even have to worry about that spirit Uh because guess what happened? 
Absalom supernaturally was killed. Mm-hmm. He was supernaturally paralyzed. Matter of fact, Absalom's army in the book, Second Samuel, look up, put Absalom in your search in your King James app. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, your, your Bible app. <laughs> King James app too. Bible app. <laughs> you will find that it says the forest swallowed up mm-hmm. 20,000 of Absalom's men, mm-hmm. more than Absalom's men actually killed. Yeah. It was, was killed by David. So I'm saying to you this. I am saying to you this. You don't have to, once we identify with the Lord, once we identify with who he is and his word, we don't have to worry about spirits that are against us or giving away our identity to the devil who's trying to steal mm-hmm. it away because it will supernaturally go away. I love that. <laughs> Why is it that we don't believe that more often? You know, I was just thinking <laughs> as you were talking, I was thinking and thinking the amount of energy it takes A to lot. try to do somebody in. A lot. Absolutely. It's so much more than right. just focusing on our lives, what we're meant to do, building our, our, our lives up to what God intended it to be, to seeking it out and focusing on a single Absolutely. path and staying Absolutely. focused. Absolutely. It takes, and you know, it, I love this one. It takes more muscles in your mouth to frown than it does to smile. Yeah. So it's the same thing with this pride thing or even true. jealousy that they come against you. And most people are broken. Very. And they're taking that brokenness and to make them, as I said, to make them, they're putting it on you. Now, what's coming exactly. to me is years ago, I, had a, a, I was working as a marketing executive, a director as a marketing executive. And I had a boss. So we were getting along great. I loved I was happy at where I worked. It, it suited me well. And we did a, um, a culture event at the company where they brought in the opera company to introduce people to the arts. And I love opera. I used to have season tickets to the um, New York City mm. opera and stuff. I just, I, it just fills me. And... They, the, uh, the, the director of the opera, we were chatting, and he changed the program to play the aria that's my favorite, uh, which is La Lucivena La Stella from Tosca. Well, anyway, I got so enthralled with it. I was listening to the music. I was crying. I was, I was so happy. Right. And my boss, who I think sucked on lemons for life, <laughs> leaned over and said, stop it. You're making a fool of yourself. And I said to him, well, maybe you just need to be Italian to understand. Well, after that, that's just setting up the little scenario. He comes into my office and closes the door. Now, when your boss comes into your office and closes the door, it's generally not a good thing. Mm. So I asked him if there was a problem. And I am someone who has a joyful heart. Right. The Lord once told me when I was a new believer, he said, I see you as laughter. Mm. Well, my boss, in his infinite wisdom, told me I laugh too much. Excuse me? It's like, yeah, you laugh too much. And he said, and your display during the, the aria was, you know, very embarrassing and it was unprofessional. Well, I allowed that to hit me hard. What if we said we disagree? Eh. <laughs> no, I wasn't I know, at that place. I know, I know. I was I'm not at that joke. place then to say exactly. I disagree with you. Right. And then what was the net result of that? I stopped laughing. Mm. Well, guess what? People started to notice that I was not laughing. Mm. I brought joy to the place. Yeah. Okay, to the workplace. A few months later, <laughs> he comes mm. back into my office and he closes the door and he said, we need to talk. And I said, is there About a problem? What? Exactly. And then he says to me, you don't laugh anymore. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what do you want? You tell me I laugh too much. He said, well, you know, people are noticing and you need to laugh. So I said, so you want me to laugh again? 
But I mean, so much damage was done Absolutely. up to, to that point that I couldn't. It was just, he robbed me. I, no, I take that back. You I allowed, allowed him exactly. to rob Bingo. me of Bingo. my identity and what I brought to the workplace. I brought myself. I brought the joy that was in me to the workplace, and people appreciated it. Yeah. But I said, I think he sucked on lemons because he could not appreciate it. I was a happy employee. <gasps> what a concept to have a happy right. employee. Absolutely. So it was never the same after that. Mm. And I had to battle to come back to get my laugh back, mm. to get my joy back. And that was a lot of years of taking back my identity. Wow, that's so powerful. So I know that many of you are probably like me. You probably don't even know um, that you, the enemy tried to take your identity before you were born. And, and when you are born, you didn't even have a choice. So when I was born, I didn't know that back to the third generation, my, um, my paternal grandfather was into witchcraft. And so uh, as the Bible says, down to the third generation, which was me, I took the brunt of that. So I had a lot of generational curses on me, which meant that the devil from a really, really early age, I'm talking about like two or three years old from the time I was able to dream, tried to hi hijack my dreams. So it was always dreams about someone's chasing after me to kill me. It was always dreams about, or, or trances, I should say, about being in the African village. Hey, I am African. I'm very proud of that. But being in an African village with someone chanting and jumping around me like I'm in a chant, a seance or something. I don't know what they call them. I don't even want to know what they call them, but I know I saw it. Over and over and over and over in my dreams, damn people will come to my room and just stand there and sit with me. People I've seen in caskets, people who had not died yet will come and sit. Now, I'm not telling you this, come and sit in my room at night when I'm dreaming as a kid. And then when I wake up, they're still there. OK, so I'm not telling you this to scare you. There are things that I did not know as a child, had no idea, could not control this. OK, my family was into the church, but they were not into the power of the Holy Ghost. Because that's what breaks this stuff off. Here's my point. Yes, I know I've opened up a door. I'm not going to go continue because we're doing, um, I want to focus on the power of the Lord. There are things that we cannot control. And this is why when we become saved and start walking with the Lord, we have to understand what warfare prayers are when it comes to breaking off generational curses. Because when we don't intentionally break off these curses from maternal and paternal sides of the family, the devil tries to hijack us and our identity to make us believe we were created for his purposes. Mm -hmm. He thinks he owns us mm -hmm. for his purposes and not for the Lord. The Lord created us to dream for the purpose of hearing from the Lord. He created us to go in trances like Peter did for the purpose of hearing from the Lord. Visions from the Lord. Everything we do is from the Lord because the Lord wants to speak to us. We're his voice. Uh -huh. When you're prophetic, you're his voice. When you have those gifts, you're his voice. You do things directly from the Lord. But the devil wants you to think that you're like the rest of the world and you have some supernatural power that the world don't. Absolutely yeah. not. So make sure that if you're, if you're finding things that are unusual happening to you, that are supernatural and uh, spiritually bad or demonic in nature, you rebuke it, 
You bind the actual spirit that's causing you the problems. You break off those curses in Jesus' name, and it will not harm you anymore. I want to make sure I say that because while Claudia had problems with identity you know, with, as a child and things people said to her, I had problems with identity supernaturally, uh-huh. which was just people don't talk about that kind of affliction yeah. anymore. But I was spiritually afflicted. Yeah. And to that point, I Absolutely. Mean, Scripture says that we are to work out our salvation mm. with fear and trembling. Yes, that's so good. Which means we're on a journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as someone who has gone through multiple strippings by the Lord, being on mm-hmm. the potter's wheel, mm-hmm. allowing him to work in me and to fill me with more of him, mm-hmm. the old has to die. Like I said in the last episode, let's come into the new year new. That's good. Because we are good. new creatures in Christ. That's good. I had to allow him by the Holy Spirit, by the blood of Jesus, by the salvation message to take out that garbage that yes. was in me. Yes. With some people, praise God, it's instantaneous. Absolutely. That was not the case with me. It has been a journey of dying to self, crying out to God, saying, this is who you showed me I am. I'm not living like that. Absolutely. Help me get there. Absolutely. And I, there were times I was so scared. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Fear of the Lord for what he can do, but it's all good. But I was afraid because the pain was so much. I didn't want to go through that pain, but then I had to come to a decision. There were a lot of, like a lot of forks in the road in mm-hmm. walking with the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I had to decide, did I want to live in a lifetime of pain mm-hmm. and living in this identity crisis I was in, mm-hmm. or... Did I want to go through momentary pain of being f- going before the Lord and being freed up to have this junk taken mm. out of me mm. to be able to move forward right. and come into the fullness of my identity and not have it stolen anymore? Absolutely. That, that is huge. You know, it comes down to making a decision about identifying with Jesus. That's what it comes down to. And when we are on that path of making that decision, you go through a process of increasing your faith because without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. So when you are looking to please the Lord, you're going to go through trials and the end result of your trial is love. I just feel like I, I know I sound like a broken record, but that is the process because when you go through a process or maybe you've been captured before, maybe you've been persecuted because of your beliefs. What do you learn out of that? Well, you're suffering for Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you ever read um, first Peter, the whole first chapter talks about that suffering for doing right. That is what you want to do. That is what it means to uh, identify with Jesus. One of our good friends said to me, I heard him say to someone else, he said, how do you become the greatest? I think everybody's trying to figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. You become the least, which is yep. the most amazing thing because that's what Jesus did. He walked among the least. He was born in the least kind of manner, in the manger. You become the least. And when you are among that least, you help them understand how you, not only are you the greatest, but you're influencing them to know they are the greatest too because who they are made in Christ. And you cannot go wrong with this. You cannot go wrong with yeah. the time too. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. going to be wrapping this yeah. uh, episode up. Right. And I generally like to you know, always be on a positive note. Absolutely. But I just feel like, you know, we've been talking about what man can do to us, the mm-hmm. lies that they tell us right. and everything. Right, And there's a, there's a, yeah. um, a scripture in Jeremiah. It's 17.5. 
And it's, this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, Mm. who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Wow. Wow, that's so beautiful. There's a scripture in Isaiah. I mean, we're, okay. We're all made, from dust we were made, from dust mm-hmm. we shall return. Mm-hmm. And we're all going to, we're all born. Absolutely. We're all going to die. Absolutely. Hopefully we leave a legacy of mm-hmm. righteousness and truth and love. Mm-hmm. But there's a scripture in Isaiah. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. That's good. That's good. Are we going to believe in what's fleeting? What's mm-hmm. going to melt away to nothing? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to stand on the rock of ages? Are we going to st- Jesus is the word. Are we going to stand on the word and what God says about us? Mm. Because the Lord came to give us life in abundance yes. to the full and overflowing. Absolutely. And our hearts are for you to come to that place of living how God died Jesus died for you to have abundance in Absolutely. him in life because and I, I've just recently come to this understanding and it's because I'm, my identity is now in Christ I'm beginning to get that exactly. revelation by the Holy Spirit that all that God has is mine that's so good I inherit his stuff mm-hmm. his, his his everything he is is mine mm-hmm. I'm his daughter mm-hmm. I'm not an orphan Absolutely. And when we have an identity that is not in Christ and are believing what man says, we are orphan spirits. We don't have a foundation. We don't believe in anything or any, not, not even ourselves. So I'm imploring you that at this moment in time, mm-hmm. if you're crying out, who am I? What am I? What was I born for? I'm, and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. And even if you do, but you want to recommit, mm-hmm. just ask the Lord Jesus into your hearts. Yes. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I am a sinner. I come before you and I ask you to forgive my sins. Mm-hmm. And we bring this before the Lord. And I ask him to honor your prayers for salvation in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. If you like what you've been hearing, we're asking for your help. Uh, If you look at the screen, you will see our PayPal account. We're looking for sponsors to expand what we're doing and continue doing what we're doing. We want to take this continually all over the world, and we're looking for you. And we thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, It means a lot that you're taking time to be here with us, and we want to keep this going every single year going forward. Yeah, going forward. So we'll take that into prayer. We love you, and we'll see you next time. Amen.